Hi, and welcome to Ask an Innovator. We're here to talk about innovation in the software development space. Sometimes us, sometimes others. This podcast is brought to you by City Innovation Labs. Today we are talking about product validation funnel. Josh, why don't you tell us what the product validation funnel is? Absolutely. We developed the product validation funnel because it really is our key differentiator in the marketplace. And we want to kind of give people that secret sauce. You know, we want to give back and we want to say, this is how you should build software. These were key learnings from being out in Silicon Valley and working with a ton of smarter people than myself and being able to take all that information and package it together. And we created the product validation funnel. So that's a little bit of the history behind it. The product validation funnel, what it is in a simple form is all products go through this funnel. Whether or not you acknowledge it, they go through this funnel. So there are a couple different stages within the funnel. So if you envision a funnel and at the top of the funnel, the broader side, you've got VT, minimum viable tests. And then down the funnel a little further, you've got minimum viable product. And then down at the bottom, you have minimum marketable product. So each of these stages, all products go through this. The biggest mistake that companies make when they're developing products is they go through this funnel too quickly. They'll skip over steps. They'll go down right to the bottom. Normally that's the biggest problem is they'll go right through the funnel to the MMP and they'll say, what do we need to build? What we do is we encourage people to go and think through it a lot more systematically. Make sure you go from MVT to MVP to MMP. A lot of uh, abbreviations, but the thought is, is when you go up from the top, it's reducing your risk the further you get down the funnel if you take the time to appropriately go through each stage. And so that's what we really try and do is each part of that funnel is reducing risk and giving an example at the top of the funnel, the minimum viable test, that's simply doing market tests. A lean startup calls it experimentation, yeah. uh, doing experiments to prove whether or not your idea, your product idea will actually have legs in the market. So do that before you do anything. And that means hardly any engineering, quick and rapid. An example of this that I give all the time, as you know, is Dropbox, right? What Dropbox said, instead of going out and building the thing and going through the funnel too quickly, they said, we're going to build a two minute explainer video, send that out and see what kind of traction this gets in terms of pre-signups. And of course, the rest is history where they got tons of pre-signups. And so a lot of Silicon Valley principles up here of rapid experimentation and lean startup, we try and apply that to all of our projects. So you're not getting down to the funnel and wasting tremendous amounts of software engineering costs when really you could have stopped at the top and said, hey, we tested this out in the marketplace and it really didn't have legs. Doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yep. so once they do that, the next stage is MVP. Yep. MVP after that. And so all of the learnings we learn out of that MVT stage, we apply to the MVP stage. What we'll do is we'll sit down and through this rapid experimentation, what we can do is we can actually determine who best is the target market. What's the value proposition? If you imagine like a business model canvas, we kind of go through that canvas and try and reduce the amount of assumptions we're making through these experiments in the MVT stage. Then when we get down to the MVP stage, we have a fairly clear idea of how to create some wireframes and some quick rapid prototypes so that we can actually get it in the hands of potential users of it and get feedback. And we'll iterate on that feedback, just continuing to wireframe and rapidly prototype. So still very little engineering effort. And we do that so that we can add a further validation step. 
so that the folks that we're marketing to are equally giving us this feedback and getting excited, honestly. They're getting excited about it and saying, oh my gosh, this will solve my problem so much. And so that is the MVT and then the MVP stages. And then you want me to go through and talk about the MMP stage, the bottom? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So once that's, I mean, it's kind of an obvious progression of you doing rapid experimentation, doing a quick and rapid prototype. Well, now you pretty much have the validation and the blueprint to know exactly what to build. And when we say MMP, the caveat here is a lot of people get caught up of not only going through the funnel too quickly, but also in that MVP stage, it's critical that we validate what is the minimum viable product? In other words, what is the minimum amount of value you can package up for your target audience and ship that out to them to where they would actually want to download it and use it? Too many yeah. people add on bells and whistles, right? Of like developing this yeah. huge scaling app when it's like, no, start really small. You can get to market faster. You can get people using it. And at that yeah. bottom stage, you actually develop the software, but it's a very slimmed down product. So minimum marketable product. There's increasing costs as you obviously go through the funnel, but if you do it right, you're going to reduce your risk substantially and build the right thing. Right. Because you're taking the most risk at the beginning when you're not spending that much money. You're essentially narrowing your scope all the way down at the bottom so that you have a very clear idea of what to do. So you're not just doing something and spending a ton of money. That's, That's the right. benefit. That's the benefit. Exactly. This is kind of also similar to the build, measure, learn cycle, right? You're learning along the way you're getting input. So is there a difference or are you just going through the build, measure, learn cycle in each step? That. You're exactly <laughs> right. So it's that where you're going through build, measure, learn through every part of the funnel. It's a perfect convergence and one doesn't negate the other. They okay. work really well in complement. An example of this is at the top in the MVT stage, if you run a rapid experiment, Oftentimes you'll find out, which is just as valuable, it's you'll find out what doesn't work, right? So right. then you'll tweak your experiment and then you'll say, well, would this work instead? You kind of build, measure, learn, right? Send it out to the market, get the feedback and say that didn't work. What did we learn out of this? And what can we keep doing to iterate on that build, measure, learn cycle? So That makes sense. So you're taking this funnel and you're analyzing it, you're getting data, you're getting yes. feedback, you're getting customer input and all of that like equals out to one final thing. Yes, you're which exactly is essentially right. the goal. Yep. What are the benefits of doing it this way? You mentioned saving money is one. You're building the right thing, which is obviously pretty important. Yes. You're testing it with your consumers. So you already know how they feel about it, if they like it, what they do and don't like, what features you need. Is there anything else or did I just take it all? right there. <laughs> you you nailed on all of them mostly. I mean that that's a very good synopsis of the benefits of it. Far too often it prevents someone having an idea whether it's a singular person like an entrepreneur or someone within a large enterprise business or a team of board members saying this is a good idea. Oftentimes they have the best of intentions, right? And they have yeah. somewhat of a pulse on the market. It's not to say their assumptions are wrong, it's just to say let's take a little bit more scientific approach validating and refining a concept that, you know, someone might have. When we're approached, oftentimes we'll help them rewind a little bit and say, "Well, wait a minute. Let's make sure you validated this." Before before we move forward, I think the, the value proposition could be summed up by saying, what would happen if you spent quarter million to half a million to over a million dollars, but you ended up building the wrong thing that no one actually wants to use? Thank you for listening to Ask an Innovator. Please visit us at www.cityinnovationlabs.com slash askaninnovator for the full transcript and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.